Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Blues on Parade podcast. This is post-traumatic season edition of the pod. Today, I'm joined by the one, the only, the football card trading, Sam Bagarzade. Football card trading, no. I think a more accurate word is impulse buying and uh, heavy loss taking uh, extraordinaire because... I, I don't know, I, I made a really impulsive buy to buy a Serie A, like, Panini box of trading cards, and I don't know if I want to say how much I paid for it. How much did you want to <laughs> just, just, just let us know, did you profit, or are you at a major Oh, loss? no. I mean, who knows? Okay, I got, I got Cavaradona's rookie card. But it's like the worst version of it. So like right now it doesn't really mean it much. So that one could potentially be worth Hold a your lot. stocks. Uh De Ketelare. I got I got like a jersey card from him. This fool was supposed to be good. Maybe if he is good, that's that'll be a huge come up. But other than that, yeah. I lost a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> um I'm I'm like Todd Bully, I'll bounce back. <laughs> And to round out the trio, my fellow homeowner, Zach, how are you, man? Very good, man. Psalm's uh, making Wait. faces on the screen. He's making me laugh. Get your head out of the yeah. gutter, Psalm. Fellow uh, homeowner. Homeowner. He's a homeowner. Homeowner. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, okay. I see why. <laughs> I, I think I catch why, why Zom's laughing. No, I, I'm not laughing for any reason. But yeah, I mean, Zach, congrats on the house. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a work in progress. It's going to take a while, obviously. Um, I'm excited for it. Me and my wife are excited for the project and uh, to kind of fix it up the way we want. So it's a fixer-upper. So we're not going to move in just yet, but in due time, we will. Oh, by the way, Andy, oh. you, you also missed uh, our catchphrase there. <laughs> oh, if you guys haven't forgotten, all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else, guys. I, I thought you might have forgotten for a second. You uh, <laughs> looked a little hesitant saying it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, got, I got thrown off. I thought I did yeah. the whole rigmarole, and now I'm like, oh, shit. Well, anywho. It's tough hosting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. I made the whole list of our fifty thousand man roster, and I forgot to write myself a little cheat sheet for the intro. You know, uh-huh. but uh, season's ended. Window technically isn't open, but as many of you know, we have a very bloated squad. So we decided it's time to look at the squad and do a uh, keep sell loan. Just kind of go down the list of all our players returning low knees and decide who's staying. Before we kind of get started, um, we are going to go off of what the roster is looking like today. So as of a few hours before recording, N'Golo Conte is off to Saudi. He is joining Benzema at uh, Al-Itihad, and his deal is worth $100 million per year for two years with a third 
year option. So sucks that we can't give Conte his proper send off. But honestly, if anybody deserves this kind of money, it's N'Golo Conte. Apart from I'm that, s- go for I, it, Tom. I, uh, it's so sad to see this happen, but you know what? I, I said this last episode. It would be stupid for him to not take a deal like this. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. So, you know, this guy can't stay healthy. Um, it, it doesn't make sense for Chelsea to give him a long-term contract. This isn't even a long-term contract. It's just a shitload of money. <laughs> and uh, in two years, what he's making, he's making more than what we would have offered him over five years, probably. Um, yeah. So that's a no brainer, in my opinion. Saudi, they've taken over golf and now they're taking over <laughs> European football. They're going to, what's the opposite of secede? They're going to integrate into integrate, UEFA. Yeah, yeah. The next, the next thing that they're up against is uh, MMA. I know that they're trying to like oh, yeah. dip into that arena also. But yeah, I mean, th- th- on the Conte front, I actually think it's a... Uh, and nobody shoot me for saying this, but I think it's a blessing in disguise in a way. I know we weren't necessarily renegotiating a contract with him, but let's say that talks were to resume. Um, we're not paying Conte anything less than upwards of 250000 300000 a week. He doesn't deserve anything less than 000, that. Yeah. So, um, you know, the fact that the Saudis came in and took him off of our hands, I mean, I know his contract's expiring. And again, we weren't renegotiating his contract, but it is football and you never know. So at least that option's fully off the table. It clears out one more roster spot and it just allows us to, to like fully commit to this rebuild. Because I think that was a big question mark going into next season, especially with the DM position, is if we don't get our first target, is Conte going to be our starting DM going into next year? I mean, that's a, that was a real possibility up until 24 hours ago. So, best of luck to him. I wish we gave him the send-off, but it is what it is. You know, the thing is, the rumors and the news about Chelsea and Conte always being uh, in contact for an extension. Um, and, you know, throughout the last couple of months, how there was reports that it was positive, blah, blah, blah. I think that really came to us as a surprise to a lot of us i think us three especially we kind of convinced ourselves that he wasn't coming back and it would be a really like not smart decision to bring him back so i think this is something that was a long time coming we kind of can you know convinced ourselves of that i never really 100 percent bought into the reports that we were nearing an agreement for an extension because, I mean, it's it, it just what uh, there's no deal that I can think of that both sides are happy. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean, it, apparently the deal basically got pulled the moment he got hurt again with like two more weeks left in the season. So the the one thing is that I I'd feel a lot more at ease if we would have already had this. Manuel Ugarte thing figured out, but yeah, you know, it turns out PSG came in and offered him more money. The guy was going to make about fifty thousand for us. He's making reportedly PSG's denying it, but everything says that our transfer fees were the same. It's just that Chelsea was going to pay some bonuses um, into the transfer fee depending on performance. PSG wasn't, and then they offered Ugarte four times what we did. Simple as that. 
he's going to play Champions League. He's going to go off to PSG. We couldn't compete with the price. We refused to compete with the price, actually. We took ourselves off the table. But reportedly, Chelsea's now going in for Caicedo and uh, Lavia as the two. And it's not one or the other. It's both, apparently, just like it was supposed to be Ugarte plus Caicedo. So, again, hopefully those move quickly because, as you'll see during our keeps alone, we are short, <laughs> very short in terms of DMs or double pivot center mids. Midfields in uh, general. Yeah. The last the last one on here is that today it came out that we're linked with Celta Vigo's uh, sort of little wonder kid midfielder, Gabri Vega. Uh, apparently Poch specifically requested him. It's about a 35 million release clause. This kid plays in midfield, center mid in a 4-4-2, can play as a shadow striker, essentially as a cam as well. Finished the season with 11 goals, four assists. And on the final day of the season, he scored a brace against Barcelona to beat Barcelona and keep Celta Vigo from being relegated. So that's as far as I know of this kid. I can't yeah, tell you anything be, else. That would be a hell of a game to walk away from the club. Uh, like that's their last match uh, for the club. So he cried. Yeah. He cried after he scored the second one because I think it was a late winner, if I'm not mistaken. I saw like the still picture, and Celta Vigo is his childhood club. So, mm. pretty dope thing to like rescue your club and then also give them about 35 million if if we do pull this trigger. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he's some sort of like Madrid mount. The easiest, mm. lazy way to describe this guy. But let's get to it. Let's Wait, talk Chelsea players. Madrid Mount is Celta Vigo in Madrid, or is that just I don't a know. play I on was words? Just being okay. Play on words, alliteration. <laughs> I, I like it. It, sounds, getting, it sounds good. I'm not getting very creative here. I, this kid, I barely know him. I tried to ask a few friends about him and got nothing. So, hey, i i thought it sound I thought it sounded too good to be true, honestly. So <laughs> I think you pick you picked a good one, but unfortunately, it's not accurate. Pretty sure there was All a couple of promo it. cards for him in FIFA this year too, wasn't there? That's he got it. Team of the season. Team of the season. I packed. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah. But anyways, we'll start with our goalkeeper situation. Starting with Edward Mendy. We all saw the rise, and we've all witnessed the fall. Guys, it sounds like we're pretty consensus in selling. Does anybody want to step up in the plate and say why? Because we need a new number one, and he won't renegotiate his contract. Okay, expiring contract. I'm I'm selling just because apparently he'll make Andre Onana far cheaper than what Inter's trying to price him out at. Sounds like he still has some sort of value. He was a wafer keeper of the season. He was a Afcon champion, and he's massive. So maybe Italy will be a good place for him. So now you're saying the- swap him like? Swap him with Inter. Yeah, yeah, that's what that, Inter. that's what bi- that's what has been reported. Like it's like a cash plus. Like that's the one I mean, time where Boley's getting a player plus cash deal that act- someone actually wants. Yeah, I mean, mm. kind of makes sense from both sides, honestly. Like, what is Inter going to do if they get rid of him? Do they have another replacement? I don't know. I think Hendanovic is still their backup, but yeah, I mean that guy's school? old. Yeah, and been playing uh, since I was a kid. <laughs> trying to think of other key. <laughs> I've been trying to think of other keepers that might be available, but I think Ugo Yoriz might also be going to Saudi. 
So Inter doesn't have Inter doesn't have the cash to like buy someone right now. Like they're fair. they're they're broke right now. So like if they can get cash plus a, a replacement. decent replacement, I think it makes sense for both teams. Yeah. But and, and, and to be fair, I really like that idea. he they also play a back three in a deep block, so that benefits Mendy's like indecisiveness and kind of shitty footwork to begin with because he won't be asked to do much in that regard. So. Yeah, that now this one, this one I was shocked because we were also in consensus. Talk about Kepa Ariza Balaga. We all said keep. All of us. I I'm, said keep up. <laughs> fair. Sorry. I thought it was a typo, but that is quite the pun. Thank Psalm, you. What, what do you what do you what do you want to say about Kepa? Why are you keeping him? Oh, um This is I made my answer before you pitched me this whole Onana thing. Um I'm I like that idea a lot. Um but wait um sorry. So if if that doesn't happen, then we need to keep Keppa. We don't have another number one. Um but I think if we bring someone in, I'd like to keep I'd like to sell him. Um but I don't know. I it, I, I kinda you changed my mind. <laughs> well the the issue is if we if we sell Keppa, we don't have a backup because Mendy's Mendy's a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. That's an Ellie. So, have we even seen him play for us? I think he played once. Of the U.S. tour. I think he played once in like a Carabao Cup. Honestly, yes. like I, so, that's the only thing I can think of, like an early yeah, round. So, I think I think you keep you you have to keep one of Keppa or Mendy um, if you bring in a new number one, just because you need a quality backup. Should that new number one go down? I mean, typically a, a keeper in the Premier League will miss at least two or three weeks a season on average. So you do have to depend on that guy. And you can't just have a Bettinelli sitting there because he's not a one or a two. He's a number three for yeah. a reason. So and, and Keppa's, to be fair to him, he's been a very good sport when he's been the number two. And I also think just because he's a number two doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to get playing time under Poch. Like, I, you want to go back to the Carabao Cup. He's a more than capable Carabao Cup keeper to take us all the way through to final if we if we wind up making it. So, you know, as long as he doesn't have to take penalties, we should be okay. <laughs> I think in the past year he's he's done a really good job of increasing his value, and I just think if you're going to keep him to play backup, like in insurance, I think that it's probably more valuable and more worth it to sell him now. Like to get the cash, and you know what his value will probably go down after a year, right? So, so apparently the issue is is that Keppa is like the way we structured his contract, which was a seven year contract. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Apparently, his salary has only gotten bigger as the time has gone on, and it's like impossible to get anybody to agree any sort of wages like what we're paying him. So I think we still owe Bill Bow twenty million. So if you, any if like an offer were to come, which twenty million is probably fair for Keppa, the issue then is who the hell is going to pay him what he's making here. So that's really the only reason why I have him in keep. Kind of if we're already having to pay um, Athletic Bill Bow for Keppa's fee still because we gave him a seven year deal up front. Might as well just keep him until he's willing to take a pay cut elsewhere. 
we we can we can find a, a backup keeper somewhere. Like I'm not concerned. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it's a fin- financial thing more than anything. And 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 Kepa did fine. He was good enough to be a backup Premier League keeper this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to our third keeper, Bettinelli. This is an easy keep. He's English. He doesn't demand shit. He gets paid to be part of the locker room. Apparently, he's a cool dude. We keep him to not take up a roster spot. And we finish off with Gaga Slonina. He just had a bad, like an amazing, I was going to say badass, amazing U20 World Cup. I believe he only conceded one goal, and it was in the semifinal, which was the loss uh, that knocked out the U.S. But we're also all in contention. We're all here in agreement. It's a loan. My reason, it's pretty simple. You have to play a keeper. A game is different than practice. He has to get as much time as possible. I think a championship loan would be great or a foreign loan would be great. Um, I know I mentioned Onana earlier, whether it's Onana or, or rumors of Mignon or, or whoever we bring, as long as we don't bring a very young keeper, this is a guy that you just need to get playing until he's the guy. And I think a good loan, I don't know if we can do a two-year loan anymore um, with the new loan rules, but I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. Get this guy some minutes. He's 19. That's it. That's all yeah. you have to know. He's got to play. Yeah. Defenders. Uh, first off, I'm going to just go ahead and say Body Ashiel, Wesley Fofana, and Tiago Silva, they're staying. These guys are yeah. the core of our center back group. So we'll move on to a guy that we thought was going to be this just amazing leader, Brickwall Koulibaly. Guys, you guys both say sell. Let's hear it. The wages. He's making 300000 a week. That's literally the only reason why. I, I, think, I think if Pochettino comes in and has to use Koulibaly, which also is definitely a possibility because, let's be honest, nobody's going to pay him anywhere near that money. So if, if he does move, he's going to have to accept the pay cut. How willing he is to do that, not too sure. Um, but if Pochettino is forced to use him, I think he could get something out of the guy. I mean, I know last season, especially after Tuchel left, we definitely didn't see the best of him. I think it was probably the toughest time of his entire career because, you know, he's been known as a stalwart at Napoli all this, all those years or for most of his career. But let's also not forget, guys, when he was playing under Tuchel, he looked like the business. I mean, we were talking about a Thiago Silva replacement for the short term. Um, you know, scoring against Tottenham, he started the a few games before that. I can't remember if he started every game under Tuchel or not. Um, but he did look like he fit in quite well, especially under a more defensive setup. So I think this is one of those situations where you try to sell him if you can. Um, regardless of the fee, I think it's more important that you get the wages off of off of the wage bill. Um, but I think there's a huge possibility that he's not willing to take that pay cut because if he goes anywhere else in Europe, he's probably getting, on average, about seventy-five to a hundred thousand less per week than he's getting now at Chelsea. Uh, I that's why I put loan. I just don't think we're gonna find a home for him this window. So to me, it's it's a loan, uh, just to get him elsewhere, and hopefully he balls out, and then he thinks, oh, I'll play here, I'll take a pay cut, and come back. So, so you're saying, yeah. sorry, just to be clear, you're saying. Are you saying that you think a team will pay his full wages or we'd have to pay no. some? Or we'll be subsidizing. 
No, okay. we'll be subsidizing like the, the, the goal would be yeah, like Lukaku. The goal would be for him to fall in love wherever the hell he goes, and then eventually he is sold. Uh, I, I just don't think there's happening. A... I'm sorry, he, go ahead. Did he burn the bridge at Napoli with De Laurentiis? I can't remember. No. Oh, I feel bad for him. The year he leaves, they win Syria. That's well. I was gonna say. I mean, wouldn't it just be perfect to have him play next to Kim Min Jae? Well, Kim Min Jae might leave, so they might have an opening. There you go. That's a possibility. They'll profit. Yeah, I mean, they're at a win here. They pay him less. They don't have to pay for a big transfer. They don't have to pay transfer fee. I think it it would be nice. But yeah, so I'm I'm just thinking nobody's gonna sell. Like nobody's gonna buy. Like he, yeah. he had a mediocre season. He's on crazy wages. I think just getting him off the roster to where he's not taking minutes from somebody else since we're not in Europe, I think that's the move. Yeah, that I think that's also a, maybe a bigger point, just the congestion that we have in the center back position. Yeah. Like, I just don't want him adding to it if he's not going to be someone who is going to be on the team moving forward or, or just like in the future. Like, I don't see him there long term. I mean, with yeah. Thiago Silva, it's a different story, obviously. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense for him to add to that. Yeah, he's he's a guy that needs to be off the roster, period, one way or another. Uh, we need to try. Now, I mean, at least try. But like, yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's either going to be loaned or sold. Like, I think there's a big possibility he can stay. I, mean, I, at that I point, disagree. We have the to guy turned it. slower than a fucking tractor. <laughs> I'm not like disagreeing we're, we're talking, with that. We're talking about a, a potch team that wants to press high and have a high line. We'll get fucking toasted with Koulibaly on the pitch. Like yep. if we were go- if we were gonna sit back, if this was a Diego Simeone team, I'd be like, yeah, keep this dude. He's big. He's strong. He's gonna sit inside the box and block shots. But I think we're past that style of play. Um. Moving on to the last center back that was on the roster and played with us here this season is Trevor Chalaba. So you guys have him as a just straight-up sell. Now, I want to pitch my quick reason to keep before you guys go into it. I think we are lacking in size overall. In not, ju- not like just across the board. I mean, just across the board, but Trevor Chalaba was a DM. That was his initial position, and then he was converted into a center back. Rumor has it it's a four-two-three-one. Of course, we'll come. We'll see that when when we start preseason. But I don't think this guy can be sold unless we sign two DMs. I think this guy can be your Swiss Army knife. I think if Koulibaly's taken out and the next guy we're about to talk to stays as well, that's four center backs. But you don't know if it's going to be a back three. You don't know if it's going to be two center backs. You don't know if we have enough bodies to play defensive mid. And Chalaba can do a bit in all of those. He's also just a good professional. He hasn't bitched and moaned about his playing time, even though we at one point thought he was going to be a starter all the time and you know fought his way back into Lampard's team. I just don't know if letting him go without filling in the other holes makes sense. And so that's why today I think he's a keep. There's so sorry. My dog is barking. Um, Zach, you go first. <laughs> I, I, I put so um, only for the reason that 
he's an academy player. We can we can get money for him without necessarily investing an initial transfer fee. So, I mean, if you do want to look at it in terms of bookkeeping, it's it, it represents pure profit. That was the only reason for it. I, I, I think Sam's argument earlier about the center back position being very stacked also attributes it to the decision as well. And, you know, I, I, I think the difficulty we'll have trying to move Koulibaly will also make it really hard to keep Trevo, especially because Trevo will have suitors. There will be teams that are interested in him. I know there's teams already that have inquired about him, Inter being one Inter of them. Inter as well, yeah. So, again, I mean, if, if you know, they don't want Mendy, we can definitely negotiate Chalaba into the deal. But it's one of those bittersweet things because I really do like him, and I don't, and I don't think he's a crap player by any means. I think he could definitely do a job for us. But unfortunately, I just don't think he's going to rise to the levels required to be a first-team nailed-on starter week in and week out. And I still think he's at an age where if he makes a move now, he still has a chance to stake his claim in another side. So just for the sake of his well-being and, and his career, I, I, I hope we sell him. So, Andres, you made an interesting point about, I think, the whole like summary of what you said was that keep him as a DM, like not as a center back, right? That's what you're saying? Or... Right. If the system is a four at the back, then yeah, unless we sign DMs in the next week or two, like I just would hold on to him until the roster fills in. I think that sure. he's he's not somebody that I'm trying to... There's players that I'd rather sell right away, get them off the books stat. He's one guy that I would kind of like, let's keep him on a tight leash real quick until we get the guys in that we need to. But would you, play, but would you, play, him at, would you play him at center back moving forward? At all? If it's a if it's a back three, we would need him. I I don't even care if it's a back three. I I've never had someone like a player that had such a quick rise in my opinion of him, and then fall so hard, so fast, like Chalobas did th- this past season. I mean, he honestly. I mean, you said the DM thing. I, I looked it up. He didn't play DM at all this season. The last time he did was right. in, in was two years ago, December twenty twenty one, and that was the only time last season he played it. So I don't trust. I don't even trust him as a DM. Um, I'd have to see it more. Like we haven't seen. Like he barely played it on this on the senior squad. Um, yeah. But he had such a discouraging season, in my opinion. I think every time he was on the pitch. It made me nervous. He was such an inaccurate passer. I mean, so many, so many balls that are just like you should be able to do in your sleep. He misplays them either out of bounds or to the other team. And I just didn't, I haven't noticed that, like, that kind of consistency in fucking up the passes. Um in any other player this past year, um, or at least on our team. So I, I'm just, I'm kind of, I've, I've fallen completely out of love with Trevor Chalaba. And like that's Zach said, if it's 40 million, if it's 40 million, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's I'll a, take that in a second. Yeah. That's a yeah 40 millions. 40 million would be like, I mean, for me, like, I just don't, I don't see him being, a center back in the in the yeah. Premier League moving forward, and and on top of all that, if you're going to have a fifth center back, there is that the Humphreys kid who was also called up to the U20 World Cup, Sheer and Humphreys. he did play he did play for us before we loaned him out. I think he played two games. 
against Man City too. Um, he had to start, and he did not too bad. So, all right, moving on to the man of the hour. He's been all over Twitter and wherever you're seeing football news today. It's Levi Colwell. Levi Colwell, we're all on board. It's a keep. Poch has said he's a keep. Brighton does not understand the word no. They're offering $30 million. We're not on the table. Would you guys consider no. loaning him back to Brighton if it means Caicedo's oh. price tag goes down? No. No. You need to I, bet I'm on him right away. This is a project. No. Yeah, and not, and, and not just the project thing. I just don't want to give him back to the team that he's slowly falling in love with because his oh, contract yeah. is coming down. If he well, gets was... to play in Europe and they qualify again, he's just going to let this contract situation get in a place where he has all the negotiating power. There make him get an... to Poch and get Poch to make him fall in love. That's it. There was an interview I saw of him, just a side note before we move on, where he said that he was like really happy to be a part of the club at Brighton. And like almost as if he completely forgot that he was even a Chelsea player. So I think it's a sticky situation if you even give him a sniff of Brighton from here on out. So no, he is twerking for Brighton hard right now, and hard. I do not. Of course, blame him. I do not blame him whatsoever. We mishandled the situation so bad. They were so good. We sucked. <laughs> it's like, why would why would he want to come back? They're in Europe next year, and we're not exactly. Yeah. So he has every and, right to ask for that. And if he wasn't injured for like about a month and a half, I'd argue he would have made like some sort of Premier League team of the season. Like he was that good um, at his best at Brighton. So yeah, I think this is an obvious keep. I understand there's like competition with Body of Shield and Levi Colwell. Like, look, Body of Shield is going to be coming off of injury. Levi Colwell could make us kind of forget how good Body shield look too, you know, you never know. This guy's like touted to be Man City level good. So and and my uh last last thing I wanted to say, I have like a weird suspicion that he could even deputize at left back if we're lacking in size. So that's just my two cents. Um we'll kind of go through the next two names. We're kind of they're done. It's Ampadu and Malangsar. It's game over between the two dudes. I think Ampadu ha- hasn't even been able to to earn a spot in preseason, and Malang Sar is barely six foot, can't even start for Monaco. It's just get them both out. Um, pennies. So I'm you're muted right now. So I appreciate Looks the enthusiasm, though. though. Sorry, <laughs> I actually put in the script. I honestly thought we already sold him for both Ampadu and Malongsar. And <laughs> just as a preview, we have Baba Rahman on this list still. And I also put, I honestly thought we already sold him. So Yeah, uh, so thank you for bringing him up. We'll, we'll slide him out of the list, but we'll go Boiler. into left back. <laughs> We're keeping Chilwell. That's a, there's no discussion there. Yeah. But Kukurea, Mark Kukurea. The backup left back. Zach, you have him down as a sale. Yeah, I think I think this was arguably the worst signing of the Bowley era. Just in terms of the the sheer investment in a position that we didn't need to invest that much money in. And to be completely honest, um a sixty million, we didn't need to invest sixty million for a left back last year. There was yeah, I agree. There was, okay. Th- th- there was no reason to. I think we could have gone out and we could have made a more 
shrewd signing similar to the one that United made with like a Malasia type player where you're not necessarily getting a top tier left back, but you're getting somebody that is going to be happy coming off the bench and yada, yada, yada. Anyways. Yeah, you, million... you won't find either of us disagreeing with that. Zach. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's so, that goes, without I don't saying. know. I, I, yeah. So that's the reason why I would like to sell them. I think that, you know, Ian Motson had a fantastic season at, at, in the championship for Burnley. If he could survive in the championship and that physicality, there's, you know, he should be able to survive the Premier League as well. So, in a perfect world, he probably slides in as the backup left back. And then, if that doesn't even happen, you still have Lewis Hall, who could play as a left back as well. Obviously, he's still, that's not his natural position and he's still very raw at it, especially on the defensive side of things. But it's a very coachable player that can be sort of molded into a left back for us long term. Um, so, for that reason, I would like to sell Kukurea, but. Again, I feel like we might be sliding into the Koulibaly territory in terms of the wages and also the in- amount of the initial investment as well. It might be kind of difficult to move him, but in a perfect world, I sell his ass. I just think that how much we paid for him is irrelevant, in my opinion, of whether we decide to sell or keep him. Because um, no matter what, it's a loss. It's hundred. No one is going to buy him for near how much we paid for him. So um, we we need depth in every position. Um, Ian Motson, yeah, you mentioned his name, but uh, I think that having Kukurea as, as a backup option is definitely a better, a better option in my opinion. Um, I just don't think that we'll be able to get nearly as much back for him. I... I also just think that you guys are forgetting that a year ago this guy was a player of the season. Yeah, like he's, I, not, he's not terrible. And, yeah, and he came in, and he was arguably our best player against Spurs that week two matchup that we, you know, back when things were still happy and dandy and stuff. Like, I really do think like confidence just went straight to the ground, and and I still think there's a player there. Like, if we're talking about pressing and and doing things and, and bringing it back to the basics. I think there's a player there. I'm not saying he's still like one, like, you know, top left back in the squad by any means, but Chilwell's not someone that finishes the whole season without an injury. He's going to have to take time off. Every game. And, and I think Kukria could do just fine on top of the fact that if there's a position that Pochettino gets right, wherever he goes, it's fullback. Yeah. So I think, like Sam said, there's zero chance we make even half the money that we paid when we to, to sell him. He's young. He's Premier League proven. I think you have to keep him. So I'm I'm not just for the record. I'm not opposed to that. Like I right. I, I do think Pochettino could get a tune out of him, especially with what you said. Chilwell gets injured, but Chilwell also doesn't finish the ninety. Like nine times out of ten, he's getting subbed out around the 75, 80 minute mark. And I mean, that's just the perfect opportunity for a Kukurea type player who's more defensive minded to just come in, lock things down, and pick a couple people. Well, still we, a player we, there. Yeah, we, we mentioned Ian Motson for a second. Um, I, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start. I'm putting loan regardless of the Kukurea situation. I think Ian Motson needs to stay in Burnley one season, one more season, and get Premier League minutes. I, I'm happy that he did fantastic at uh, in the championship. I need to see him in the Premier League. Honestly, just because of the fact that the dude is five foot six, 
like that worries me to the core because we are not a big team in in general. And to give you an idea, that's three inches shorter than Mo Salah, who he would be potentially lining up against. And if it's not Mo Salah, it's Cody Gakpo. Cody Gakpo was like six foot four. Mm-hmm. And and Man City just showed us this season that you know it's not you don't need a teeny tiny team to still do all the possession and, and ball movement because they're fucking giants in that team. And we already get dunked on plenty. So I'm I'm concerned. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt by giving him a Premier League loan. And if he balls out, proves that he's got it, and and we say that Kukre is still not it, then next year, you know, you get rid of Kukre and you let Ian Motson slide back into the team. That's where I'm at currently with him. It's uh it's not the worst idea ever, especially because well, well just for the record. I have keep assuming we sell Kukureya. If we cannot move Kukureya, I would like to loan him out back to Burnley. Just for the reason that he's already bedded into that side. He already knows exactly what's what's being asked of him and exactly what his duties are. And he was one of the best players in that team last season. So, you know, it does make sense to loan him back just because there is that level of comfort and and you know, his there is going to be no sort of uh waiting period for him to fit in with his teammates. It really is just going to be a matter of him getting up to speed with the pace of the Premier League, and that's it. So I think by taking by loaning him back to Burnley, it's the more safe approach in terms of player development. I think you're I think you're probably going to get more out of him this year because he's going to be playing more often. He's also going to get the experience, as opposed to you keeping him here at Chelsea, where he'll just be probably getting garbage minutes and cut minutes. So that's that for him. For the record, I agree with with Zach. All right, moving on to the next name, number 67, Lewis Hall. I have him down as a keep. Um, I think mostly because I do believe loan rules have changed and you can't like loan more than, I want to say, four players total to the Premier League. Um, and I don't trust... Lewis Hall's development to like a relegation side. We saw what happened to Billy Gilmore at Norwich. I think you keep Lewis Hall and you let Potch figure out if he's a center mid or if he's a left back. And then next year you can loan him. The kid's still like 17 or 18. So that's why I'm keeping him. Uh, I mean, you have him in the defenders category. I'm thinking we keep him to play him as a midfielder. I mean, that's his natural position. Um, I think that we need a lot of depth at midfield right now. And I was so impressed with Lewis Hall this past season. Every single one of his appearances uh, excited me. And he played out of position the whole time. He never played his natural position. I want to see that. And if not, he's a third string backup at left back. Um, so I, I, I would keep him like Lewis Hall is the man. I feel like it would be unfair for us to keep him this season as either one of the backup mids or as a left back, just because like, I know we don't have the depth in midfield, but in general, you know, we're only going to be playing about one game a week. So that means you're probably going to only be subbing out two of that midfield three, assuming if it's a midfield three every single match. 
And, um, you know, I just see other names that are going to be potentially in that team that will get in ahead of him, especially if we go ahead and sign, you know, two DMs like every report is saying. But with Lewis Hall, the, the more important thing to note here is Sami kind of hit the nail on the head. Every time he's played, he's been phenomenal and he's gotten better. And I think that's the key thing here is, yeah, we can keep him and I'm sure he'll be serviceable. I'm sure we'll be able to use him at some point during the season and he'll help the squad out. Not just use him because that's unfair to him. I'm sure he'll benefit us at some point. But with somebody that's getting this much better this fast, he needs to get as much playing time as possible next year. So I think maybe a Premier League loan would be ideal if we already don't hit that you know, Premier League loan cap. Regardless of whether or not we hit that cap, he needs to be one of those players where we actually prioritize keeping him in the Premier League because he is a prospect for the long term. Like I do firmly believe that if he has a good loan or two, um, or even if he just has a good one season loan, he could come back next season and, and, and maybe stake his claim in the squad as a rotational player. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I have loan just because he's getting better and better and better every time he plays. And I want to keep that trajectory going because he's still so young. And also to to kind of add to your point as well, it will it could also allow for him to play in his natural position in the midfield also, especially if we get him to a team that's you know needing depth in in that position. My one counter argument, Phil Foden, just his oh. career trajectory. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, mean to, to give you an idea, Foden went from five starts to thirteen starts. To 23 starts in the Premier League in his and he was and he's one two three four five six he's been six seasons in the first team for Man City he's 23 23 minus six he started there at 17. I just think that we finally have a coach that or a manager that's good at developing youth and and getting the best out of them. I trust Potts to do more for Lewis Hall than again let's say he goes to I don't know Nottingham Forest. And then they're in relegation. They're not going to trust the 18-year-old to get them out of relegation. I, I just don't. We're not good at these kind of loans. I haven't seen. If you told me it was a mid-table club, sure. I just don't think anyone's going to take that risk. Like, it's not going to be Crystal Palace. It's not going to be those kind of level clubs going after him. But. Moving on to right back. Right back is pretty simple. The two names that we know are staying are Reese James and Malo Gusto. Malo Gusto, back from loan. He's here to stay. Just like the Chilwell thing, he's obviously going to get to play when Reese is either about to pull his hamstring or already has. And then our captain, Cesar Aspiliqueta. Sam, you have keep. <laughs> is this banter? What's going no. on here? No, I mean... Like he could still be utilized in some some ways. Like right. as a third center back in the back three. Right? Like out of desperation. I don't know. I mm. what we what would we get for him? We just want him off the team? We just we just let him ride into the sunset. I mean he wanted my thing more than anything, because I, I love it. I, I love Dave. I respect Dave. He's you know a club legend, but he wanted to leave last year. So, like, just based on that premise that he already had one foot out the door going into this team 12 months ago leads me to believe that he probably wouldn't mind leaving this time around either, especially after, like, last season did not do any convincing for him to stay. And I think, if anything, it just proved to him that 
he's not the player he used to be. Like, yeah, he could he could still yeah. man mark. Yes, the physicality's still there. You know, his his aerial ability's still there, but his explosiveness is completely gone. His fitness is gone. Um, so I think he would be served better in in another league, and I think he knows that too, which is why I think he tried the broker that moved to La Liga last season. Yeah, but he stayed, didn't he? He stayed. Well, we we begged him to. Yeah. Yeah, and he stayed I, I, only we because didn't beg we, him, guys. Only be, come on. It was literally right, only because we couldn't get a backup. Yeah, it, Dave. It, it, look, look, Dave is the last remaining link on this team to true Chelsea greatness. If he leaves, there's no one on the current team that understands like the meaning of being a Chelsea blue. I really don't think that. And getting rid of him, like, okay, so reasons for getting rid of him, he's taking minutes away from another player. He's not doing that. He's a locker room cancer. There's no way. And I just can't think of any other reason why you would want to get rid of him. Uh, you know, if, if, if your reason is that he would want that, or yeah, he ask wants him. to play. <laughs> yeah, ask him. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he, crazy he, to play. He, he won't get a single minute, though. You, you talk about a back three. Let's see. Let's see. Our, our starting back three would be a combination of Thiago Silva, Fofana, and Badia Shield. Let's say we rotate. Colwell. Um, let's say it's Colwell. Uh, Chalaba. Chalaba, if he stays, maybe. It's not Chalaba. Let's say it's, it's Badia Shield in the middle, and then you want to get one on the right that isn't one of the usuals. You put Reese James back there. You, you, you. I'd prefer you move Reese James and let Malo Gusto play right wing back than than ever see Aspie doing this again. Like, there's no reason to continue to taint his legacy if he's gonna want to leave. Like, if he wants he, to play football. He's gonna get like maybe two matches all season. It's I like having know. a really sick family pet that you've loved for all these no. years, and you know <laughs> that not, like they just he's don't not have that, it that anymore. level yet, dude. Come on. Oh, well, I look, was look. We, I was begging for him not to play under Lampard. That's how he got. I'm not saying play him. I'm really not. Look, <laughs> listen. He just completed he a, a program at Harvard <laughs> Business School, entertainment, media, and sports. Okay, so he's officially certificated. I looked it up. It's a four day course costing what? Like I think it was like seven course. <laughs> yeah, four day course. With, that will cost like seventeen thousand um, dollars. His his classmates were Jameis Winston, Francis Naganu. Uh, so he paid seventeen thousand dollars to get dumber. Hey, Harvard! You're talking about Harvard Business School. Look, this guy <laughs> is. Clearly, if you zoom Winston. out on that, if you zoom out far enough on that picture, you'll see Nate Diaz sitting in the same classroom too. <laughs> Nate Diaz would like, not get accepted into Harvard Business Program thing. Well, but listen, look, he's this guy's already. The point is, the guy's already thinking about his post career career. Like he's not trying. His priority is not playing this next year. I'm telling you. I don't you want that. anyone around the team that London. doesn't want to play. There's like, no, yeah, there's no, no not, Thiago not Silva. Thiago Silva's at the tail end of his career, and he's getting older. I'm but saying like, he doesn't care about in. not playing. I'm not saying he doesn't I, want to play. I'm saying he doesn't care if he doesn't play. I think that, he doesn't. But his wages. But his wages. Yeah, that's we're gonna, another like, thing. 150k to for him to rot. Like he's gonna. He can go somewhere else. Like I, he one has year, one year man. left. No, no need. No, it's time. Like we need to. I don't know. Wipe it, dude. He can't. He couldn't even run up the field without having to walk back. That's like, fine. It's, 
it's like Ivanovich when Ivanovich was as his last year here. Like we do not need that. He got his he got his nice banner. We'll just call you a legend. He waved to the fans. He clapped. It's done. I mean, by the time Ivanovich left, he was all ass and thighs and nothing else. (laughs) And that's basically where Dave is heading too. Because like, I mean, outside of having a nice ass and thick thighs, what else is he giving the team? Like, I don't want him there to be a dressing room wizard because, and this is not going to sound. He's not even a dressing room. But he isn't a dressing room wizard. Like he hasn't been that vocal captain that grabs people by the shirt collars and slams heads against the locker to rile the team up. Like he doesn't do any (laughs) of that. Amen, Zach. Amen. He's a good soldier. He is not a good general. Listen, if you want to make this argument about 37 or 36 year old JT in his last season with us, then I mean, go ahead, make that argument. But like, this is a different type of leader. Like this was a guy that led by example on the pitch, on the pitch. Like off the pitch, we really didn't see. Well, yeah, I mean, like like his work ethic and stuff, but like he's not vocal. He's not like. When has our I I disagree. I think he's he's just a a the guy that did everything right. He earned the captaincy, but I do not think that he brings anything to the table at this point. He's a presence, like you said, of the old regime. That's all. Look, honestly, we should keep it moving. We're only yeah. through defenders, <laughs> defenders, and we're almost an hour in. I don't All even right. like. Should Midfielders. we do two parts? Here. Should we do two parts? Uh, midfield's easy because here's the thing: we have Bakayoko on here. He's fucking. He's, he's not gone. ever coming back. Whatever yeah. we need to do, get him out. RLC, he's supposed to be off. He said his goodbyes. Apparently, with Maldini getting fired, AC Milan is figuring it out. But I think he'll get Yikes. sold anyway. We're all in agreement. Um, we'll talk about the guys that are most likely leaving Kovacic. There's a, he's talking to Man City. We're waiting for them to bid 35 million. I don't see that getting slowed down whatsoever. So now Enzo, Enzo is our freaking guy for the rest of his life. He already extended his contract. That was already eight years. So like he ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Well, he accepted. So, (laughs) uh, anywho, we'll move on to the next one. Connor Gallagher, Zach. Start I said with you. it last. That's your boy. I, yeah, I mean, I said it last podcast. I still think he will eventually become good for us. But you know, it, it, for me, it's really one or the other between him and Mason Mount. I think you have to keep one of the young English players in there. Just one for numbers, but two also because of what they can actually provide us. Just in terms of player profile, Mount and Gallagher are both uh, technically good. They could both provide decent service when they're given time and space. They could play the number ten or the eight. So it does give us that little bit of luxury, um, both energetic, both workhorses, great in the press, which Pochettino loves. So in my opinion, if Mount goes, you keep Gallagher. If Gallagher goes, you keep Mount. Um, that's pretty I keep, much how, I agree. how it goes I agree 100%. Head. I agree 100% with that. I say $40 million for Gallagher is the best we're ever going to get. So I'd sell him to Newcastle or Crystal Palace in a heartbeat. So you'd be okay. You'd be okay selling both Mount and Gallagher. Yeah, I think Chukwameka is that good, and I don't think he ever got like the right treatment into how much he could should have played this season. We're talking mm-hmm. about a guy that Barcelona, Bayern, Real Madrid, all these guys wanted Chukwameka, and we beat them. Like I think uh, that guy has more to offer. I think Gallagher just had a beer in Crystal Palace where he made us all fall in love with him running a lot. That's just my take. I mean, I had Guameca too, just because if we are going to be losing one of Mount or Gallagher, you need a backup sort of 
10 slash 8, like a more attacking of a midfield yeah. 3, or just an out and out number 10, and Chukwemeka could do both of those also. And then, uh, you know, when he was at Villa, he played all across their midfield 3 as well. So we know he's fully capable of it. It's just a matter of him really just getting the playing time that he needs. And we all we all know the story about him this season. I think if anybody was dealt out of the new signings, was dealt uh, a shorthand, a it was definitely hand. Chuck. Yeah, it, it, I, yeah. I really felt for him this year because every time he played, there, it, it looked like there was something there. He just never got the yeah. consistency. Uh, uh, I don't know. Hold on, sorry. Go uh, for it, go for it. I think I'm I was going to ask person, you about him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the only person who said loan. Um, like, we're comparing Gallagher to Chukwameka when Gallagher is 23 years old, Chukwameka is 19 years old. Um, as when I, if I think about uh, keeping a guy to play a backup role um, and start occasionally, next season, I pick Connor Gallagher over Chukwameka right now. Um, I, don't know, I don't 100% agree with... Was it you, Zach, or Andreas? I'm sure you guys have the same opinion about how every time he came on, it was something you know that impressed you. I, I wasn't, I wasn't blown away, com- to be completely honest. Like, he, yeah, he had flashes, and I wouldn't say like Gallagher had a better season. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Um, <laughs> no, but he didn't. still, like, I, 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 it's the same argument I had for Slonina. Like, he is too young to be playing like any decent minutes. I mean, I guess I'm I'm I would have to make the same argument for Lewis Hall too, but I don't know. I I I would rather loan him out and keep Gallagher. Get him some more experience, Chukwameka. All right, moving on to the next name, um Andre Santos. Visa seems to no longer be an issue. What are we doing here? Cuz now I'm- now Sam, I'm going to ask you first because he is also very young. Wait, who are you asking me about? <laughs> Andre Santos. Oh, that's a hell yeah. I don't <laughs> but care. why is it different? Why is it it's different? Because this guy's the real deal. <laughs> he's I, I don't like like no, like I just like I've seen more from him and I think I'm more sure on him than I am on Chukwameka. So I uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'm contradicting myself a lot here, but I, I would be very butthurt if we loaned him out. I want to see him play. No, no, he better play. I was gonna say this is this is the one signing, um, that I'm probably most excited to see, just because of all the hype around him, the performances in the what, what was it, the U20 Copa Sudamerica, or was it? Yeah, the Copa America, and then the yeah. World Cup too. U20, yeah, the World yeah. Cup as well. I mean, the guy is just. A freaking baller and i'm not going to sit here and say i watched every single one of his games and i know every single thing about him because i don't but you know the hype that's surrounding him um it's a lot for a player to kind of have on his shoulders and the fact that he keeps putting in incredible performance after incredible performance and stat padding and major u20 tournaments is a huge indicator that he's probably a baller so going into next year I'm really excited to see him, especially because we are lacking that creative midfield force that, you know, that we were I mean, used to in, in, in years past. So, I mean, he seems like he seems like he can kind of give us a little bit extra in the attacking third out of the midfield position. 
like the creativity is not what I'm most excited about. It's the goal scoring. Yeah. I mean, like if you want to compare him and and Chukwameka, like that's never been a strong part of Chukwameka's game at any level in his mm-hmm. career. Um, and Andre Santos is doing what he's doing from the midfield. Uh, yeah. That is that is hype if I've ever seen it. I'm Brazilians really love getting into the box, don't they? He's like a he's like a Brazilian Milinkovic Savage in my head. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's kind of how I imagine him too. He's a big boy, but he's scores goals. Yeah, because he's Brazilian. But he's he's got the Brazilian sauce. Did uh no. did any of did any of you mention before we move on that he's Brazilian? <laughs> Is he Brazilian? I have no yeah, idea. Pretty sure he's Brazilian. Um, captain, Brazilian yeah, captain, Brazilian every day. captain. Yeah. So next on the list, it's actually not on here, but he's also at the U20 World Cup. Cesare Cassidy, also balling out at the World Ooh, Cup. Is that, is that how you say it? There's no way that Italians it say it that way. Is that right. the pronunciation? I don't know. You off off. We'll we'll bring this back next pod. We'll ask our our buddy Nick how you say <laughs> that Nick name. Cesare. Hundred percent is Cesare Cassidy. Why? Because he lived in. Well, ah, I don't think he went. Uh, hey, Andreas just came back from a like a two week long vacation in Italy. I think he would know more than you. But um, I, I've even thought about this. It's probably alone. I don't know if whether it's got to be. Or not. Um, yeah, agreed. Um, I think he did well at Reading. I think he's doing well for himself right now. And if you go into Google and you go into the pronunciation oh, of the Italian name phonetic. Cesare, it is Cesare. Just saying. Did that just now in two seconds. Anywho, he's exciting, though. He's six foot one. He's another eight. Could probably be a double pivot player. So, all right. Last name on the midfielders. Mason Mount. Still no contract signed. Still no idea what the hell's going to happen. Man United, personal term agreed, apparently. But we're holding strong to a seventy million price tag. We all want him to stay, right, Tom? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. It's just like if we don't, if we okay. So I don't think that we can get that seventy million asking price. And realistically, I don't see either side backing backing down in this game of chicken. Um. Like United, it doesn't make sense for them to pay that price when he, they can get him on free next year. Chelsea, I think they're holding out because they don't want to, I don't know, like look soft by selling one of their star young players uh, to a, a rival for a discount, maybe. But um, I just don't see it happening. Um, so that means he stays. And. And this is my opinion of what's going to happen. But I just don't know whether they we're going to extend him or not. And it would be a shame if we kept him. We didn't sell him for the $40 million or $30 million that Mount that United is reportedly willing to pay. And he walks away on a free. So not great leverage here for uh, Mr. Todd Bowley and crew. I will be utterly shocked if Mount stays and Pochettino does not find a way to get him into his best 11. And I, I think I think when that happens, naturally a contract extension comes along later in the season when he's in form and the goals are flying in and he's playing week in and week out. But going back to the price tag, 
Um, if I'm in a negotiating position and I'm, you know, running Chelsea Football Club, I would ask her the same exact thing. You know, a, a year or two years ago when he first broke out onto the scene, I mean, there were there were talks about his his asking asking price being 120 to 150 million. So, I mean, for a year left on the contract, 70 million is a lot for anybody. Don't get it twisted. But this is also Man United that we're selling to. And it's a team that qualified for Europe and is fully expecting to challenge for the league next year. Like, I don't think in any scenario United is looking at next season as top four being the goal. Like, they're looking to win league titles. They're looking to make an impact in Europe. And a guy like Mason Mount's going to help them do that. And it only makes you think. And it, I hate to say this, but if you're a Chelsea fan and you don't think this, you're stupid. Mason Mount is such a good signing for them. And he's such a Ten Hog type player. Yeah. Where like you know he'll be good for them. So if it's 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 exactly that. Because you know how good he'll be, because he's the English tax, you have to ask an astronomical fee. Because it is a sure thing. It's not one of those things where, okay, maybe we can let him go to Man United and it'll be a hit or miss. It's going to be a sure thing. He's going to be great over there. He is going to take that midfield to the next level. And, um, you know, unless if we don't get that 70 mil and he stays, like, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone at the end of next season. I think Pochettino could get him into our best 11 and get him to re-sign. I'll give you an example. Kobe Bryant asked to be traded from the Lakers when he wanted to go to the Chicago Bulls. He formally requested a trade. It never happened. He re he he wound up re-signing and stayed for the rest of his career. Just because a player wants to leave doesn't mean it's going to happen for sure. You know, right now right. he's probably considering the wages. He's considering the last season he had, the amount of playing time he got, the new ownership. I mean, all of these things are in flux. But keeping it real, all he really needs in order to feel comfortable, any player in order to feel comfortable signing an extension is feeling comfortable with their manager. And having the confidence of their manager. And I don't think that's going to be an issue when Pochettino comes in, if he has to work with Mace. Mm, you can't deny that a situation like this has, like, a very high potential to damage the relationship. So, you know, like, you're, you're, you're yeah, kind of pointing out one possibility where everything is great, he stays, we extend him. But I think it's just as likely that it turns out poorly. And I also don't agree that it's a 100% sure chance that... If he goes to United, he's going to completely ball out and take him to the next level. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on that, but I, I think we I think we should just move on to attackers and maybe wrap it up. All righty. Obviously, there's names that aren't going anywhere. We'll do the same thing. Nkunku, Mudrik, Maidueke, Um Those are guys that are staying for sure. There's also Broja. guys that are... Broja, sorry, yeah. Broja staying as well. Guys that are leaving for sure. Bolisic, Cho, Aubameyang is apparently getting offers from Saudi. He also wants to go to Barcelona. He's going to be off. Um, so we'll just go ahead and start with our high scorer of the season, Kai Havertz. He's been linked to Madrid. Apparently we want $75 million. Chelsea's open to selling. Everybody here ready to get rid of Kai Havertz? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Let's <laughs> go, baby. I'll buy the and, fucking and, plane ticket. And this and this situation is a little bit different than the other one because than United one because I think we have a lot of leverage with Benzema leaving. 
they really need a striker. And no matter what, sorry, one second. Um, no matter what, I'm sorry. You know, I, I just got a phone call, but um, it gets on. <laughs> I'll carry it on from here. Look, I, 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 everything that I've read today was that Madrid is looking at Kai Havertz. They are very serious about purchasing him. There's no official offer just yet. We're recording this on Tuesday night, June 6th. But um, I've also been reading that they not only want Kai, but they also still want to pursue a striker as well. So maybe the idea for Real Madrid long term is to not necessarily play with just an out and out number nine or a lone striker, but maybe have like a strike pairing with a midfield pivot and two wingers and Vinny and Rodrigo. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that they could line that, that they could line up and um, that they can, you know, just line up in just in terms of shape and formation. So please, Lord, <laughs> Florentino Perez, save us. Like, please save us, because I really think he's not going to be banging next year under Pochettino. I know that there's some people out there that are like, oh, let's see him under another manager. He's only had three seasons. One of them was a, was was a you know, obviously last season could be written off, but the two seasons prior, what about those? Like, I just, I haven't seen enough from him to make me fully convinced that I want him here next year. And I also think that the chances of him succeeding are far less than the chances of him failing again next season if he stays. So I hope they save us and, and take him off our hands. Sorry, I got a phone call and my headphones can disconnected, everything disconnected from my computer. But um, yeah, I, I just think we have a lot of leverage here. We know that he, in another league, Kai Havertz would be a stud. Um, and I think Madrid knows this too. I don't know if we're going to get the $75 million that we're looking for, but I think we're going to be able to get a solid fee for him and i mean we may be running out like bandits he might ball out and it's a beneficial deal for both sides who knows i i i'm just so down for this move here's a little side note too um when havertz was about to be transferred out of leverkusen real was in the sweepstakes to pick him up uh before we agreed a fee with them as well so they've been longtime admirers yeah. of him so to think that, that this is just simply a rumor is silly. Like there's definitely concrete interest. They've been interested for a while and you know, hopefully it happens. I, I just simply think that having a 75 million valued player on the bench behind Nkunku is a waste of profit or money in general. I just don't think we keep Kai Havertz to be a number two in any position. So that's why I sell him. Um, Moving on to Raheem Sterling. He finished the season pretty well. He's saying all the right things. To me, he's an easy keep, and I expect a far better season from him next season. Yeah, I think his body of work up to this point has definitely warranted him another shot next season. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, I, I, you know, I, I think we'll use his experience. I think we could use his, his goal scoring. And, uh, you know, it won't be a dud like it was last year. But I'm not necessarily confident that he's just going to come in this season and be a 10-plus goal-a-season player either. So, for me, the jury's still out, but he's earned the second season. I just said I would like to sell, but we probably will and should keep him. Um, so, yeah, we'll... we'll 
I'm not gonna make a case for selling him. Honestly, I just <laughs> don't have a. I just don't like him. All right. Well, we'll go on to Dotro David Dotro Fofana. Zach, I... you, you're the one that disagree with the rest of us here. Yeah, I mean, I I would loan him. He still looks quite raw. Um, keep in mind, I I did make this decision assuming that we brought in a number nine. Um, and also assuming that Broja comes back um, fit and ready to play, ready to contribute. So, you know, we're only playing one game a week. Sometimes we'll be playing twice. I really think that we just need two out-and-out number nines. I mean, if we really need to rotate the squad, I mean, we've seen worse, but Nkunku could play up top alone if he needs to. We could play Sterling up top for, you know, a cut match if we need to. We do have other options there. Um, but for Fafana specifically, you know, he did look raw. He did look a little um, inexperienced. It looked like under the bright lights he could succeed, but he just needs the playing time, man. So, like, again, we, I don't know why we're going out and investing in, in all of these young players if you know, we're just going to keep them to be backups because this guy has the potential to be much, much more than that. So loan him out for a season, see what we can get, um, see what he provides. Um, and if he gets better as a player, great. Then we can bring him in and reevaluate him next season. But I definitely don't think he's ready to be in the first team. I mean, I think if anything, he'll just be a you know last seven to ten minutes a game backup striker. But you know, even the limited minutes he got this season, he hasn't necessarily proven that he's earned that spot going into next year, especially with Broja coming back. And if all reports are true, we are getting a number nine. Well, that's that's why I'm I'm all for keeping him. I think I don't know what Broja's health is going to be like, and we still don't even know who the number nine target is. We don't know if it. What if we're just going to wait for Ivan Tony? Then what? You know, I, I just don't want to spend. If Broja's a that? good, <laughs> that was good. I don't know if it's worth getting having to get two number nines. I got like Broja is is a good backup potential starter. We're gonna buy a starter. I think Fofana gets one year of being here is like a again. Let's get you up to speed on how we want to train. Blah 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 blah. If in January, if January rolls around and he hasn't touched the pitch, you loan him then, and then then he can be part of the loans. I just think he has the tools for it. I just think we didn't have a system that was gonna benefit him last season. It's going to be a little bit more concrete under Poch. And I, and for that matter, I just think I'd rather not spend a dime on a third striker or getting a third option that can go down the middle because I also think we need to make sure that we're paying the right amount of money to get a true starter ahead of Broja if, if, if the reports are true. I mean, can I ask a question? Which striker are we getting? Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, know. at this point... I, I don't see any. He yeah, could I be mean, the backup to Broja for all. I we mean, do. look, it, it, if that's yeah. the case, and and if if we aren't getting a striker, then yeah, for sure we have to keep him just for sheer numbers' sake. Because going I, into the next one, Lukaku is the only other option, and and uh, Lukaku is is saying everything possible to stay at Inter. He's and, balls deep in a stallion, isn't he? Last time I checked. <laughs> yeah. Look. At least Bring he's scoring back. off the pitch because he doesn't score in England. That is one thing that I cannot knock the man for. Props to him for that. Yeah, I officially like him again. 
I, I don't like him, but I don't I don't like him, but 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 game respects game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I would say game respects game, but my game is so in a different galaxy than being able to um, be with Megan the Stallion that I can't even say that with, with a straight face. But but Sam, you have him as a keep. Yeah, I mean, I just it goes back to what I said, like. I just don't see what striker we're going out and getting. Like, I don't see yeah. Osiman. I don't see Harry Kane. What about Kolomuani? Uh, he's going to cost Kolomuani is an option, but yeah, it's going to be expensive. Like, it sucks, but like, I just can, I can totally see a situation. I mean, if you think about what Harry Kane, you know, what, what Pochettino was able to get out of Harry Kane. A playmaking goal scorer, striker. Like, that is, in essence, what Lukaku can do at his best. And I just think that there is a... It's a very small chance, but there's a chance that he can make it work. Pochettino. I just don't know whether he's willing to or not. I mean, Lukaku's a great play... Lukaku's a great playmaker if the pass requirement is five-yard maximum. Then he'll hit the target Uh. every time. Lukaku's going to hit the winner against City. Then we're going to tell Inter, hey, here's Lukaku, but give us Lautaro at a discount. I, you know, perfect world. That's it. That exact situation happens. But then we'll be buying a striker that misses wide well, open chances in front of goal. <laughs> right. For like the That's fifth a... time in the last 10 seasons. So I don't know how yeah. good. Here's, here's the thing. I don't feel good about the Lautaro links whatsoever. Like, I know that's a name that Pochettino specifically requested, and okay, Argentina, work rate. I think it's just an easy... I think it's an easy easy link, but, like, is that the type of profile that we really want to be targeting? I want somebody that fucking scores 20 a season. Like, give me an elite goal scorer. Lautaro is not that. Without UCL, good luck. I know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. There's your catch. So, I think that covers all the attackers. I mean, bye-bye Captain America. hudson Adoy somehow is going to be back in training camp. I just don't know how or where he'll, he'll get a spot. But One guarantee with him is that he'll have a nice haircut. If that. But that kind of that finishes it. I mean, it's, it's early days in the transfer window. To, to give, you, give our listeners a quick recap, it looks like if we're to do the keep sell loan, and let's say we're trying to get a 22-man squad, at this point, Zach's choices put him at 18 out of 22. Psalm, you're at 21 out of 22 um, with, a, with needing another keeper. You need three <laughs> keepers. Okay, and then... So no, no other purchases, yeah. Team. And I am at... If I'm not mistaken, 17 players. So, lots of business yeah. to do. I'm uh, it's early days, so I'm trying not to get caught up in all the madness that has already been one week of June. It's impossible. It's impossible to escape, Andreas. I wake up every morning <laughs> to like 20 different Fabrizio tweets because they're on the time difference, and he's already like four hours into breaking news. Um, and it's just sensory overload, man. I'm, uh, I hear rumors left and right. 
emotional overload, not sensory overload. I yesterday I made a promise to myself that I am not going to get my hopes up for any other transfer under the Bowley era until they're standing in front of a freaking press conference sign that says Chelsea holding the kit next like 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 I, you've been saying it. that for years Zach. no 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 but no but before the fabrizio here we go was the be all end all and like i know he didn't say here we go for the ugarte thing but he was like there was something up because he kept like caveating every single tweet with chelsea are still very wary of the deal though things very well advanced in the next days deal should be completed but chelsea <laughs> are remembering what happened against yeah. benfica so it was like do do I trust this? Do I not trust this? Like, damned or, if you do. Ornstein damned if you and Matt don't. Law. That's it for our for our links. It's got to be Ornstein and Matt Law at this point because every other country has these bullshit things like record Portugal telling us it was all well done and good. But yeah, long summer ahead. We are one month away from Pochettino's first day on the job officially. We'll see what happens. We'll obviously keep you guys updated with all sort of transfers that happen. We'll be also doing some other fun content if the transfer window is pretty boring. We'll make sure that you guys have something to listen to. But as always, guys, keep the blue flag flying high.